Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by financial ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the China Shop. We are kicking open the doors for an impromptu special announcement type show. Uh, running out of steam very quickly into the intro. That's never a good sign. <laughs> I'm your host, Kyle, and joining me this week is the flourishing and fabulous Flarry. Flarry's joining me this week to talk about his new upcoming project. But before we jump into that, just like to take a quick moment to say thanks to our sponsors and friends over at Manscaped, Trade Pro Academy, and Orderflow Labs. As everyone should know by now, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming with precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And with those holidays over, and with us getting that uh, that sweet, sweet uh, affiliation with them, now's the perfect time to take advantage of our exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping using promo code 2Bulls at manscaped.com. As always, that is the number two. And when it comes to institutional quality trading education, take a look at tradeproacademy.com. In our free Discord server, you'll find instructions to take advantage of our discount with them as well. And for those DGENs who enjoy trading futures, you definitely want to look at those custom tools and studies over at orderflowlabs.com. And of course, everyone needs to give Flarry a follow on Twitter, at V to stay up to date on all the latest news for his new upcoming project. And lastly, uh, be sure to reach out to us with your suggestions, corrections, or questions for future guests. You can do that via email at tubals at financialineptitude.com, or you can just join our free Discord server where a bunch of amazing people gather to share our struggles and lessons learned with other like-minded market aficionados. And yes, the spelling of aficionado is now correct in my script. I'll uh, be sure to have links for all that in the episode description, but let's just uh, turn the table over to Flarry and say, uh, what's going on, buddy? Hey, happy Friday. Right? How'd we do week one, 2023? We survive? We survived, uh, although I was still uh, still kept myself in sim just to, to get back into the swing of it. I think uh, I'll be going live next week. Uh, I got to do some research this weekend on what prop account I want to try to try to start with. Oh man, yeah, there's so many options out there now too. With that. I know it's like really just like a battle of like the rules and you know like what is your goal really like what um... my goal is to fund an account and just get used to trading live money without having like the full risk of fronting myself right yeah so i think upro has the right scales and sizes for what i was looking at that's closest to what i've been practicing and i think that mm. probably makes the most sense to try to keep everything as same as possible and just a little bit of risk basically right yeah i think that's the right path too because like you want to find one there's so many that it's like you want to find one that has a rule set that you don't have to feel like you're gaming the rules in order to get the funded account because you want to be able to trade your exact plan and your process. So if their rule subset, their trailing draw or whatever, their you know the size account that you're you're going to buy, uh, if it doesn't make sense, then you just really should 
you should be trading your plan, not gaming, uh, you know, an eval to get funded, to game, you know, getting above the trailing draw, then to trade your process. Because by the time you get to trading your process, you probably lost uh, lost such good touch with it that, uh, you know, you're, you're just going to waste some time, right? But- right. Well, plus I also want a reputable one too. I mean, I did experiment with Apex and I think that led to my first meltdown <laughs> when... Uh, things outside of your control like oh it didn't honor a, a trailing stop and now i'm still stuck with the position like what the fuck is that all about yeah i unfortunately saw a, <clears throat> or heard a bad story of that actually from this morning um somebody got uh, filled 30 points below uh below their entry and basically just right. auto stopped on something with them but oh. you know i mean it is like that like, that's the risk of of you know what you're right. taking with those so i don't think it's any one company's fault or rhythmic or anything like that but no and i think that one of the guys in our discord actually had a uh he was trying to show us something on his account on a sunday when the markets weren't even open and it let him execute a position oh and it violated a rule or something yeah and then wouldn't let him close it it just oh you're you're now got a position and it just executed it wherever the last close was and then when the market opened oh trailing drawdown there goes three months of hard work yeah yeah, well, but I mean, either way, good good plan for twenty twenty three. I mean, come in trading sim uh, with with uh, the idea of trying to go live and get into an eval. Uh, take it easy. I did something similar. I traded uh, yeah. very small um, and just wanted to get a good, you know, series a, a green week, hopefully. Which it which uh, barring uh, me jumping back into the market, which I, I won't be doing. Will uh, uh, will we'll be good. I mean, I had I had a good first week and. Uh, this first week has been historically just a disaster for me in my trading. Oh, really? Um, oh, man. I've, uh, have I blown? I'm pretty sure I've blown an, an account. Um, I know I've blown an account like the first trading day of the year um, in my journey. And I've definitely mm. had super bad uh, first weeks coming in just like too hyped, uh, you know, whatever, like reset accounts. Uh, I typically reset balances and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Like to full reset uh, at the beginning of the year, I, I reset my account every week um, as like just a something I do uh, to kind of just feel the, the payment of of trading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had I've had historically really bad week ones of every new year, and uh, so my goal was just to size down, take any of sort of the stress of like performance or you know whatever uh, goals, uh, and just try to trade my process wait for a plus setups and and let's just see what happened and uh wouldn't you know it you know size down and uh trade your process and four green days and a green week with uh about an 80 uh, i have a 70 something percent hit rate this week so really happy with week one yeah um 81.82 percent uh flat to flat 72.86 percent profitable so really happy with that 2.7 profit factor for week one and, uh, you know, again, just like ease in, like I want to ease into 2023 from a trading perspective and, and, um, yeah, just make sure you get, like you said, get your feet kind of underneath you a little bit and see what this market wants to do. It's kind of the market's in a weird spot too, right? Like it's just been in ES has been in a big balance range and right. a little bit wider range, but relatively the same general idea of like, we're in, uh, we're in a balance and kind of like on the edge of, uh precarious spots from last year's yearly lows uh, within strike and yeah so either way happy with week one and excited for 2023 i gotta ask you do you take time away during the holidays like do you completely like cut yourself off of watching the markets for like a week or two i do uh which probably uh it you could argue either way, but like it probably has something to do with why coming back full strength doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's like, Oh, I just took two weeks off and here I am just throwing it around. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I think I traded the schedule this year was a little weird with the way the holidays fell. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, I think I took like a week and a half away off from trading. And, uh, it's funny because I went from December was a, a little bit, was it, slightly positive for me, but, um, I went from what was basically my best, like two week stretch of the year mm-hmm. to my worst week of the year, of course. So it was, a you talked about that with us before that <laughs> yeah. you have a tendency to give it back. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is a, uh, an emotional pattern that uh, I'm aware of. So, you know, the, the timing of the holiday was nice to be able to cut it off. I wish I would have finished uh, the year on a stronger note. I did make a point to come back and have like a, I had like a small green day, uh, to yeah. end the year, 
uh, after like my just disaster of a week or whatever. Just get really... one in there to, yeah. to boost that confidence. Exactly. Just finished the year on a green day. It was like, I think I took one trade uh, out of like the OR and was just like, okay, there it is. Like finish the yep. year on, you know, on a green trade, <laughs> winning trade, and, and we'll just come back next year. So yeah. close it up, go to the cabin. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> or shovel snow or snow plow oh, snow. For, oh my God. It's just been so brutal up here, man. Were you, you in Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah. So we yeah. just had, uh, I mean, we had record colds for the year, um, uh, you know, whatever in, in December and then just like had what a foot, a foot of snow or something like yeah. that this last week. I mean, waist high that, you know, the good old snow plows, they come through after you finish, uh, using your snow plow in your driveway. And then right when you get done, they just dump it right back in the end of your driveway. <laughs> I mean, like waist deep. So, but. Oh God. Oh, Pretty we didn't funny. get nearly as much, but we got quite a bit too uh, over here in Illinois and because we're trying to sell a house too. So I had to actually go back to the other house to shovel it for a showing that was coming up. I'm like, God damn it. I got two driveways to shovel now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just like, that's the worst. The shoveling is the worst. I don't mind. Or like, I, so I'll shovel. We have a big snowplow or whatever, snowblower. So I'll do that, um, you know, like once and then you just kind of try to upkeep it with the with the thing. But some of that stuff that plows come by, you can't you can't put your snow uh, snowblower through that stuff. You got to get in there. I'm too old for this stuff, man. My back's hurting. My arms, my shoulders are hurting. I call that my my only exercise in the wintertime. So I do it all manual, baby. <laughs> Am I, it, you, you, I'm in the same camp. That might be the most exercise I get to. Oh, man. All right, man. Well, this is enough chit chat. Tell me about what's going on, man. What do you got going on for this year? I got to hear it. Yeah, pretty exciting. So um, we are launching what's what's we're calling U-Trade. And, um, you know, it's a it's a company that I started with um, partnered with a marketing firm that does amazing work with, you know, one, creating marketing, branding and and content and, um, you know, really had the idea to try to document what this trading thing looks like and, mm. and, you know, not be focused on this, you know, shot calling and, you know, Ferraris and all the stuff that, you know, whatever some people do or don't do or whatever. But, um, you know, our vision was what, let's just document what this process looks like. And so we're calling it you trade kind of like a little bit of a play on YouTube because we are going to be creating a bunch of content or premium content around this. And so, you know, again, the goal is to just right. kind of take my journey and a, and a handful of other uh, folks that, that we'll be working with journey um, some amazing traders and just document, you know, the fact that there is no one way to make money in this market. There is a bunch of ways to make money. There's even more ways to lose money. And we just want to kind of be raw about that and, you know, document that process. So not only will there be, um, you know, some premium content, high quality content built around sort of following the journey of, of the team, uh, the mm -hmm. U-Trade team, but we also built a Discord um, that will just be kind of that classic Discord. We'll have, you know, live voice sessions um, in both the open and uh, the close. Uh, we'll be sharing sort of like our trade plans, weekly views, high time frame views. And then, you know, again, like uh, obviously members then would have access to, you know, just kind of the conversations back and forth. So our big thing is trade content and community. So we're, we're basically active trading the markets. We want to be consistent and profitable and just kind of document that. The content piece is the documenting of that. And then obviously just the community and, and the benefits of, you know, relationships like this one and, and just with other traders and, you know, how you can just learn nuance and just build what is your process from this Frankenstein right. uh, thing that happens, right? When a bunch of smart people get together and, and you can kind of pick their brains. So excited to see what that looks like. One of the things that I know that I didn't like about other trade groups that you get into, and I've heard other people talk about it too, is that when you see everybody just talking about success, it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong when nobody talks <laughs> yeah. about the the bad side of it. Like when you have a tough day, how do you recover? What do you lessons do you learn from that? And that's something that we've always tried to do here, you know, in the China shop, try to put the spotlight on that aspect of it. I love the fact that somebody else is is picking up the reins and, and doing something similar. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I, I absolutely agree. I love that about your guys's community as well, too. It's, um, you know, it's just a bunch of like-minded people trying to uh, make this the way that they can provide for their families or, you know, have some extra spending money or whatever that looks like. Um, mm -hmm. Either way, it's like a bunch of people who are serious about finding that consistency. And um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day too, it's like, 
if you can't be honest about the the pitfalls of this thing too, and just like right. where you're at in it, um, you know, it just slows down that progress. It slows down the process. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're all always working on something. We're all always working on um, adjusting potentially what is, what does our process look like and how we're viewing the market. So yeah, either way. So it's called, uh, it's called U-Trade. Our website should be going live here um, in the next few days, uh, but definitely watch for my Twitter, which is at Fleary underscore V or the U-Trade Twitter, which is at utrade.market. Our website is utrade.market. And um, yeah, well, there'll be more information coming out on that. Um, partnered, like I said, with, uh, with a marketing firm that does amazing work. Um, we've got some cool stuff in the works. We'll be doing a podcast as well. So love to have you on that here shortly. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. What, what's going to be the focus of that one? So we're, we're calling it Globex on the rocks. And uh, the idea, like the idea is just to kind of like have, you know, just a conversation, whether it goes into specific trading or if it's, you know, talking poker or whatever it is, it's just kind of the idea of like, almost like the late night show of, uh, of trading. Right. Um, right. It could be serious, could not be whatever. And so yeah, Globex on the rocks. And so that, that's kind of the idea. So if anyone is interested in joining on Globex on the rocks, definitely looking to ha- see if anybody wants to uh, share a whiskey with me, uh, you know, on the late night and have a conversation. Oh, oh, oh uh, okay. On the rock. I, I was thinking of a, a harder substance. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. Well, I mean, I'm listen, just... each, each their own. <laughs> Uh, we, we probably have a limit, right? If it's if it's legal in your state, you can bring it on the rocks. How about that? We'll leave it at right. that. <laughs> to put to each their own. I love that idea too, because Globex is so slow that you need something to distract you anyway. There you go. It's like the perfect concept. It's like get something to keep you from like chasing and doing stupid things, and uh, and I don't know, trading with other people is just fun anyway. Yeah, there is, you know, and so like that is a piece of it too, right? Like there's an entertainment piece to that, like whether you Mm -hmm. want to call it trade attainment or whatever it is, but you know, there's, there's the entertainment part that like keeps you from interacting with the market when you're not at an area of your interest. There's the educational part and there's sort of like just this like almost like vlog type journey part that I think is a benefit, right? Like I've learned Mm -hmm. a lot of what is like key in my process. I've learned through other people and then just found a way to incorporate it into what I need to lean into because of my emotional, you know, pitfalls and or strengths, uh, my time availability and all of those things. And so, you know, I think it, it, it does offer kind of like what would be that like ideal, like, you know, even newcomer or somebody who is already established that just wants to kind of like, like you said, hang out. And, you know, the cool vision, I think, with this, too, is that, you know, we have content creators in this. And, you know, as this grows, I think it grows organically with the community. So, you know, content for contract, like, let's just say the community looks for like, they're like, hey, we really want to know a little bit more about, uh, you know, cryptocurrency. Like, okay, let's see if we can find a content expert on cryptocurrency and we'll have them partner up with our team and create some high quality content, whether it's educational or just some trade reviews from people that we respect in that sector of the markets. Um, or potentially people from our community that sign up that, you know, sh- like show themselves to be leaders of the community, give them an opportunity to shine and, uh, you know, maybe make, you know, some money in the process uh, creating content with the team. But i um, excited for the team that we have to start with. Two really strong uh, individuals, um, Baba Yaga, oh, okay. um, who's just been a good friend of mine for for a while. He's been on um, some of your guys' stuff as well. Yeah, just yeah. A, a really cool guy, you know, it, in a very similar spot in his trading journey and just like uh, finding his process and, and looking for that consistency um, and profitability moving forward and, and um, excited to have him. Uh, his views on the markets are just so sharp and the way that he's uh, kind of mixes uh, structure, uh, profiling with, uh, right. with large orders coming in order flow, whatever. Um, and then Mr. Banks, uh, which he's another trader, um, that, that have just been friends with it through the discord communities, uh, friends with Baba as well. And, you know, he comes from a very risk oriented background and he's like, he's kind of like the rock of the group, right? He's the guy that keeps okay. us, uh, from doing too much buff wild <laughs> stuff. So always good to have a guy on your team that's, uh, centered in, uh, centered in risk management and, and things like right. that. So yeah, it's like, it's like you got the guy on your shoulder going, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You need that guy. <laughs> you, you do. You do. So yeah, again, those guys will be helping making content. They'll be in the discord, uh, sharing their, their views and, and on voice and stuff like that too. So just excited to see what happens with this. And um, yeah, 
that that's what we got cooking. Did you get Zach Morris or any of those guys to to, oh, to jump no, along no, too? No, we're not we're not doing pump and dumps here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, those guys are in some hot water, aren't they? Ah, uh, yeah. There was a uh, that's a big old court filing that right. That, that, oh yeah, I, was, I think we t- I talked about that with Eric uh, two three weeks ago, maybe. Did we chat about that the other day too? Did I we? think it's like it feels like we did. The thing is, is like what they always forget is that you can't sell into your followers. You can pump, you just can't dump into your followers. And if yeah. you do, you just have to be honest about it. Right. You just can't sell and say you're still long. Up, still holding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's like it's like they've already got all the like they they're already in the position. They told everybody to get in the position. And they got the the momentum, you know, the volume to like get their position. Like they, all they had to be is like, hey, guys, we're selling it spiked. And, yep. and, <laughs> and then, then everyone done. else can do it. Right. Like yeah. it's they just lie. And, uh, you know, and then the rest. Well, and then they, they got documents like showing the communications between them. It's like, oh, I can see when so and so the price yeah. spikes and it's just brilliant. Just making money over these fools. Wow. Well, there's always somebody who's going to roll on you, too. Right. I mean, obviously somebody nerfed on them. I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody from the inside. I mean, it's got to be one of their buddies. I think I saw that. There was like Discord chats or emails or something where they were like, yeah, either way. I I could think of better places. What's the deal with people thinking you just delete your Discord messages and then, oh, everything's good. Oh, yeah. They're not on some server somewhere that the government can't get their hand. Yeah, exactly. Like everything is saved everywhere. I think there's even like uh, websites that you can go to where you can look at archived versions of pages if you like want to find a story that was taken down like oh yeah all that stuff is backed up there's fucking uh, data centers everywhere and these things are massive you know what else works what's that not running a pump and dump that would probably be ideal yeah yeah just saying there's the, there's that option too they're picking up steam too i keep getting uh discord messages from people flooding uh telling me about i won access to their their oh, pump dude, schemes the bots on twitter the crypto bots on twitter <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought Musk took care of all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he missed a few. <laughs> he missed a few. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm super stoked to, to see where this goes. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing you. Is it uh, utrade.market? Uh, utrade.market. Yep. we have. It's the same for all of the social media and stuff like that. Uh, the content piece is scheduled to launch in February. Uh, mm-hmm. We will be putting some, so a bunch of free content out. We're also going to be running a free morning show uh, called the Opening Range, where we do just kind of a walk down of our of our pre market prep. So there is some opportunity, uh, you know, like YouTube Shorts, TikTok Shorts, stuff like that, to kind of see what the product uh, will look like. And then obviously, then every morning the Opening Range. But then you know, most of what we were talking about the Discord, and then in February when we launch the uh, content section of that. Um, will be sort of uh, member access only, but uh, mm-hmm. there'll be plenty of social media stuff to check out and you know, would love just anybody to just give us a look. I love the way that you're handling the the coming up with the content. One, you're getting the members to give the input of what they want to see. But the, one of the hardest things I think in, in trying to find the information is knowing whether or not you can trust the source. So having a successful trader, somebody that you know people respect and yourself, having you like be the one to be like, okay, this is good information for learning more about crypto, or this is good information for learning about this setup or this process. Like it just gives it, it makes me feel a lot more comfortable, like trusting the information that I'm finding. Yeah. I think like that's where the vision kind of came from for the content piece too, is like, mm-hmm. I went down, I talk about this all the time, but like that YouTube, like rabbit hole or like the what book to read rabbit hole. Right. When you're trying to figure something out, even when you're trying to like, look into a new style like you like hey i'm really interested in uh, learning more about profiling like where do i start and it's right. like good luck you know <laughs> there's tons of great content out there i'm not saying that like what we're going to make is going to be like you know whatever better or worse than anybody else's stuff i'm just saying that it's hard to filter and um, yes. you know i think we're going to set out to try to be that filter um for our members um and even for some of the stuff that we'll put out there just you know to the general public because that was a tough journey. I, I'm actually talking with a guy now that I met at the poker tables at a, at a tournament about a week ago. And we were talking trading and, and um, he just moved from Vegas. He's here in Minnesota now. And, you know, there's just not enough the, you know, enough games, enough tournaments uh, right. in Minnesota to, for that to be his career. So he was looking for other alternatives. And he's like, man, trading just seems like pattern recognition the same. 
And so I gave him a few things, uh, you know, that we do to like go look up. And it's funny because he came back and said the same thing. He's like, God, there's so much content on the internet. Like what's good, what's bad, which, which ones of these should I look at? And it's funny. Like, you know, I'm thinking like, man, I just, uh, we'll love when we get in a place where I feel like I could just say, Hey, check this out, check out you trade. And, and there's, you know, at least like what we're doing and, or what people are asking for that the, the topics that will be asked to talk about that it'll be, like you said, like a trusted source um, to the best of my ability and our team's ability um, on that information. And it's kind of like that, you know, in the kitchen, we used to say this all the time, like um, just or generally as a manager, like if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to bullshit. Yes. I'm going to go find the answer or I'll find a content expert to help you get that answer. But I'm not just going to pretend like I know what it is. And, and we're going to approach this in the same way. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a content expert in my process. Um, right. But that doesn't mean that doesn't by any means make me, you know, a, a content expert in what does, you know, gain loss support look like in crypto or, you know, what kind of market moves can you expect on data and crypto and things like that. So, you know, again, I think that's where that approach of like just being that filter and also making sure that the content that we do produce is it, I'm excited to show it to you. It's going to be really, really high quality. And the team is just amazing here that's putting it together. So why why do you think people have such a hard time saying I don't know? <laughs> because everybody wants to know, right? <laughs> I feel like, like, is it an ego thing? Like, they just don't want to, like... I think it is. You know, whatever. I, man, what I don't know is... is <laughs> I could fill, <laughs> could fill this room. could fill this <laughs> yes, studio. Exactly. Uh, you know, yeah, but anyways. Yeah, so excited, and um, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about it a little bit, too. But Oh, fuck. I'll be on the lookout for that. I cannot wait. Uh, I'll make sure that this episode too gets updated with links to that once it does go live too. So if you just Thank keep you. me in the loop, uh, I'll make sure we share that with our group too. Cause I'm sure there's a ton of people in our community that love to, to, to learn more about this. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen. And I'm pleased to announce that she's back fresh off a of rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So you talked a little bit about poker, and uh, we talked before about the similarities between the two. Do you ever consider uh, talking about your poker process too, maybe? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, that that might be a good Globex on the Rocks uh, conversation. Have you join and we talk a little poker or something? <laughs> I'd ask you now. You said you've been running really well. It's, how's, how's the table's been treating you now? December was good. I just had a deep run. Um, there's a there's a two day tournament running or a multi day tournament running um, up here now, and I I, I literally had uh, I had two hundred thousand going into the last hand of the day before we bag for day two, and I flopped a straight against the set uh, with the only person in the tournament that has more chips than me. Uh, oh no. 
there was 14 people left in the tournament and uh yeah wouldn't you know the turn the the turn paired the board and uh i did not bag the tournament but uh short of that it's been it's been a really good run uh in, in the local tournaments here, but yeah, I mean, it's very similar. The, the decision-making process, like risk management, um, the, the math of it, you know, tournament poker is a tough thing because like you just never win. Like you never win. Right. You should expect right. to lose basically every tournament that you play, but similar to a risk reward uh, and a win rate strategy, like the reward is so big when you win a tournament that uh, your win rate can be very low. So like, imagine if you're a swing trader, right? And your average mm-hmm. trade is like, you know, a huge R multiple. Like when I win a trade, like, like I think like daily swing traders or like high time frame swing traders, right? Like they might take a stop that's like, you know, 50 or 100 points or something like that. And you're like, God, how can this guy take a 50 point stop on size or something like that? But when he hits the trade, he hits it and it goes, you know, a thousand points, 1500 points or something right. like that because they're in these like big daily moves. Tournament poker is very much like that. It's like you might go, you know, weeks without cashing or, or, or you know, maybe like not like you might get a min cash or something like that. Yeah. yeah but you yeah. don't make a deep run and then boom, you win a tournament and, you know, that covers your last, you know, 100 buy-ins or something like that. So um, it's very similar in the sense that like th- there's that win rate to dollars one, you know, ROI sort of like uh, correlation. And there's that decision making process. There's pattern recognition like this person bet this way. Um, you know, what did they do last time they bet this way? This person bet this amount. What did they do last time they bet this amount? Um, what did they do from this position? And there's a lot of stuff, uh, not only for your own personal hands like that you play, but like watching other people. Um, it's the same as watching markets and being like, wow, okay, I see this big seller coming in. Last time they sold this area, this is what happened. Let's see if it happens again. Or, you know, uh, right, you know, right. Big buyer came in, and then we push back into that area. Do they rebid that and and reload the uh, reload the bid in that area? It's like if a guy bets the flop and then he checks the turn. You know, like yeah, I mean, to some percentage time when he bets flop and checks the turn, this guy's usually pretty weak, and he was trying to continuation betting, and he didn't have anything. So then, you know, I might fire any two cards and and try to get him off the hand on the turn. And you know, it's the same thing. It's like okay, what percentage probability does that work? And it's it's kind of very similar in that sense of like, you identify these spots, call them setups uh, at the poker table, and, you know, you take them because they're plus EV. Uh, that's kind of where the flare EV comes from, like flare EV is like, it's, uh, it's a positive EV. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's why the V is on there, flare EV. So like it's positive EV moves, positive EV setups, um, and EV for expected value. Like if I do this, I expect to make money over the long term. Flare EV, right? Not not electric vehicle. You're not a yeah, no, not, no, not, not a Tesla fan. Although I'll take a Tesla. I don't mind a Tesla. I think everyone would take a Tesla. Yeah, I mean, if, if Elon, if you're looking to sponsor anybody, <laughs> we will both take Teslas. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, one of the things I always thought was uh, uh, very similar between poker and, and uh, trading was the bankroll management aspect of it. Oh like, yeah, hundred percent. I always thought that that was like the closest correlation between what seemed like they should be completely different activities. So funny you say that because that's one of the things I want to try to do um, in 2023 and kind of with this new project is look at a bankroll from that like Mm -hmm. uh, poker idea. And typically what I would do uh, with a poker bankroll is you want 100 buy-ins. And so you want 100 buy-ins at any poker uh, tournament level that you're playing uh, or cash game buy-in that you're playing. So you know, if, the, if you're buying into a cash game and it's a $100 buy-in, you want to have 100 of those buy-ins before yep. you move up to the next level. And so, you know, $100 buy-in is pretty smaller stakes table, but like maybe that's like a 2-4 table, 2-4 limit table or something like that. Well, you're playing 2-4 limit until you have, you know, above 100 buy-ins for that and about 100 buy-ins at the next limit up. So you should be grinding at that level uh, at 2-4 and you shouldn't be playing 3-6, which you might want, you know, 150 or $200 for until you have mm-hmm. basically doubled your bankroll. And when you double your bankroll, then you step up and now you have 100 bullets at this level or 100 buy-ins at this level. And I think that same idea, uh, having 100 stops or 100 R is a relatively good spot. And and when you're above that 100R, but maybe not at the 100R for the next contract size that you want to take, somewhere in there is where you shot take, right? Right. And, you know, so let's say you're a five lot trader, um, you know, five MNQ, that's $100 risk, right? So it's the same kind of concept of what we just talked about. Like, 
if you should have then a hundred of those five lot trades for whatever your stop loss is. So if your stop loss is uh, 15 points, then you should have $15,000 and so on and so forth. And so then you wouldn't double your size or increase to six or seven or eight or whatever the, the ladder is that you would want to look up or, or however you know many rungs you want to jump at once until you get to those hundred buy-ins. And I think, I mean, essentially what, what you're saying there is 1%, like you're risking 1% of your account on every trade, you're risking 1% on every poker buy-in. Um, I, I think there's a lot of merit to that being like a good structured way to time your shot takes or, or have a zone where you plan on taking shots, maybe uh, you know, I'm going to play a higher buy-in because I have, you know, I'm, I'm at 150 buy-ins at this level. So I'm going to try mm -hmm. one session. You know, I'm basically going to risk two R on this trade. I'm going to risk uh, two buy-ins uh, at the next level up. And, and you know, maybe you can hit a nice little streak uh, while you step up or, or size up or whatever that looks like. So I think there's a, to your point, there's a lot of merit to approaching bankroll management and um, account size management in a relatively similar similar fashion, especially mm -hmm. with the shot taking. You know, I mean, that's more of a poker term like shot taking a higher stake. But I, I think in poker and in trading, there's the right time to shot take and there's the wrong time. Like you don't shot take a poker game when the table that you want to step up in stakes to is full of regulars, <laughs> like you don't want to go shot take, you know, the, the 5,100 game when, when it's nothing but the regulars, but you do want to shot take the 5,100 game when you are, you know, above your hundred buy-ins for the current level you're at. And there's a bunch of recreational players at the table. And you can see that because if you're playing enough, you should know what the regulars at the table look like and what the recs look like. And you want to go to a juicy game. So shot take when the game's juicy. When would you take a 2R trade? Well, you take it when there's an A-plus setup, you're above your 100 buy-ins, maybe at about 150 uh, R for that level that you're trading or that size that you're trading, and you know you see an A-plus setup. It's a Leroy up, and the internals are all positive. All right, well, maybe I'm going to take a 2R trade today on this on this pattern, and boom. you know, I mean, that that's to me when you should be sizing up, when you should be shot-taking in poker, and Again, I think to your point, there's a ton of merit in, in looking at those in the same way. I'll throw in one other condition on there. You should also be running well going into that yeah. shot taking. Oh Don't man, running to the yes. run good. The run pure is such a thing, and and you know whether it's like the actual universe of, of run good that's like you can't lose a hand or you know every all in. You know your ace jack always beats the pocket nines. Right. Um, sometimes it's like, it's just like the confidence that you're running good. Yes. Like you just don't even have those negative thoughts. Like, I feel like that's what my December was. Like every race that I got into in a poker tournament, it would be like, I'd have the ace jack. There was no question that jack was hitting and those nines were toast. If I had the pocket nines or the pocket sevens and I was up against ace king, zero chance I'm not flopping a set. And, <laughs> it, and it was like that, you know, for, for a good run. And I think it's like, you know, one part you're just kind of like putting it out into the universe and another that you're just like, you're not scared to take those spots because you've seen what the net result of, of just letting that of expectancy play out has been at least, you know, recently. And you're a little bit fearless, right? Like you're following your planning, your process that, <laughs> yeah, you, you have the confidence in yourself hundred percent to, to be able to, to not play scared. Cause when you're, when you take some losses in a row, you start questioning yourself, questioning your decisions, and then you're not, you're not executing as well as you should be. Yep. You don't want to be putting yourself in a position where you're chasing losses by trying to size up. That's always a disaster. Well, and uh, you know, the old adage too, like don't, you don't leave like a hot table, right? Like uh, oh, if yeah. the game's good, you know, the game's good. If the market's good, the market's good. Like you should be in it. Right. Um, and I think there's some of that too. As long as you're still fresh and as long as you still feel good and you're seeing and thinking clearly. Yeah. That's a huge piece too. Like, right. <laughs> that, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. There's some games I said, and we're even at 50%. I'd still clean house. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you find a juicy game, you could you could pretty much just throw it in autopilot, right? Just play ABC right. poker and uh, wait for somebody to do something silly. <laughs> market's the same way, right? When the, when the yeah, market's yeah. good and, and, you know, I mean, like if you're a if you're a balanced trader, like you should be crushing this week. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if that's your A plus trading from value area high to value area low or the edges of value or whatever mm -hmm. from the inside out from pocket, like you should have had a great week. This is your market right now. Right. So, 
you know, in the same way, it's like you should just be doing your ABC. You don't need to be you should always be at your best if you're putting money at risk in the market. But like, you know, I mean, let's be honest, it's, that's not always the case. But when it is, you just stick to ABC. Right. There's no yep. need to get fancy. You don't need to be trying to bluff somebody out of, you know, whatever, like some strong <laughs> hand, like just because just because. Right. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm here. I, like you're not winning this one. Like you just wait for your pick your spots. Right. And poker, that's what I say. Pick your spots. And same thing in the market. Right. Like just pick your spots. So it's funny. I like it. I love the analogy. I love that. Yeah. How many times do we try to bluff the market? It seems like, right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> now that so, you've like, drawn so that correlation, that's all I could think of now. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I was looking back at my uh, my losing trades this week, and every single one of them was not in an area that I said I would do business at. Every single that's one. It was exactly what I did this week, too. 100% of my trades I lost were where I was trying to bluff the market. Like, oh, I think yeah. I see something I'd like to see here, and I don't want... or or. Like I got stopped out or scratched, uh, took, you know, took an opportunity cost um, on a trade. And then I tried to impart that that trade was still correct. Right. Like so stopped out or scratched on a long. So when we break that low, you know, I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying. And it's like, well, no, I'm just it's a short. Why? Like, yeah. I'm just I yeah. want it to be a long because my long didn't work. <laughs> and that that's uh, usually uh, we know how that ends. Or the other side of it is where I I'm late trying to enter a short that I qualified and then it takes off. And then now I missed that huge move and trying to look for a way to make that back. Yeah. Yeah. The old, uh, I should be in this. And then typically that, typically that ends up being like, Oh, well, I know it should stop here. This is where I'd be taking profit. So I'll just go long here then and, and take a little bit. Like, no, 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 that doesn't work that way. Yeah. The market doesn't like to fold their hand either. You know, no. that's just kind of one of those things that usually uh, that's why that's why it's usually pretty bad to fade the market. Fade price. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't tend to work out very good. I'm going to uh, write that funny. down. I need to, that needs to be a catchphrase somewhere. Don't try to bluff the market. Don't bluff the market. I'll buy that t-shirt. <laughs> it's got way more capital behind it than you do. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Ah, so what's your, uh, so what's your plan for next week then? Uh, next week. I mean, uh, again, hopefully, um, by the time this comes out and uh, the weekend hits, we will likely be, uh, you know, live with you trade. So probably be focused on that. And, you know, again, kind of a, a, all the things that we talked about uh, sticking to that slow grind back up into kind of like full trader uh, form, full, yeah, full R basically trades. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just kind of slowly grinding back into 2023 and uh, would really like this market to kind of break, one way or the other too. I'm not a big, uh, I like trading change um, or, or bigger moves. So mm -hmm. uh, being in this sort of range, I don't mind trading the edges, um, you know, but when we're kind of like in the middle, like we are uh, like kind of currently right now in the middle of value or the middle of balance, uh, it's not my, it's not my A plus. And so, you know, again, my, my big goal is uh, just to be patient and to stick to the process and then uh, focus on focus on the uh, the community that we're building. So, yeah, I mean that's goals for next week. And if any of the A plus trades set up, you know, I'd love to love to partake. I'll, I'll tell you this: if this thing breaks to the to the downside, oh look out! I mean, it's it's uh, as far as like my work goes, there's not a ton of of active support lower. Um, mm -hmm. you, what it's it's everything everything that's lower is what I would call like a hold level where it, we've already traded down there in the market. Basically, it needs to hold that swing low. And um, yeah. there's not like actively gained support, whereas like there's just nothing but actively gained resistance um, or lost support above us, which, uh, you know, all time frames are, are pretty much down at this juncture. Yep. Um, but bulls are trying here. Uh, I've seen this story, though, before, like four hour <laughs> swing highs have just not really <laughs> been historically very good for... <laughs> For, uh, for buyers to uh, try to buy through, at least uh, in all of 2022. So we'll see. But yeah, that's the name of the game for 2023 for me is uh, focus on U-Trade and uh, focus on staying in my process. Like you said, like not bluffing the market. Like right. 2023 should be the year to not bluff the market because in, in some of the analysis I've done uh, on my uh, personal trades, it's it's like, you know, like we were saying, it's almost always outside of my like or bluffing my process too right like i'm taking uh -huh. profit too early or i'm adding in spots where i like knew i shouldn't add or you know like it's always just like when you're forcing it right when you're bluffing or you're forcing it so you know for me it's about just really really trying to get 
patient and sit in my process and expand into feeling um, feeling as confident as I do with NQ um, mm-hmm. in expanding those same setups across um, like ESCL, UB, RTY, you know, and some of the other products too, like gold and, and even um, into the options world and stuff like that as well. So I've been dabbling in, in um, a couple of different option setups and, you know, again, ways to express some of the setups that I have in a different way or that edge in a different way through options. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll tell you this, man, options, it's a different world, man. Those things, they move different. You know, it's, it's a learning curve all over again, too. So right. um, trying trying to partner with um, and just uh, share nuance with some people that are more active in that space and learning a little bit more about that um, as well. Oh, I like that. So you're, you're planning on learning along with the group, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've got, I've got a few people. Um, we don't have anybody uh, set right now um, in the option space. Obviously I've been um, in the, in, you know, sort of like the, the think tank that is uh, trying to learn what this looks like, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, I, I've got a couple of A plus setups and I know how I want to express those, but you know, always, always on the grind of learning more. So I should, uh, I should set up a round table with you and Vico and just let you guys just chalk options. Cause that guy is a, freaking walking algorithm. Uh, I've never met anybody who can trade options like him. Well, that's, I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's like, where do you go? Right? Like, who do you trust? What's the information? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, you have to vet it yourself and you have to kind of go through that process. So I'm, you know, fortunate that I have a a handful of people, you know, obviously this connection and what you just mentioned too, um, where I feel like I have some people where I can trust the, what they're saying or share what I'm looking to do with the setup and then say, Hey, here's how I'm expressing it now. Would you express it any way differently? And things like that. But yeah, it's, uh, the option space is interesting because it's like most people probably uh, that have a lot of capital would tell you mm-hmm. to just sell premium against sort of whatever your setup is or you right. know, against the you know the larger expected move of your setup intraday or something like that. So well, I think we also looked up at one point too, like the average contract, like 70% of them expire out of the money, I think right. on average are worthless. I think that's where like a lot of the bigger bigger capitalized, the higher capitalized people are probably selling premium more than whatever. But uh, I think there's merit too. And and uh, there's some big changes happening, obviously with zero DTE and, and just short dated options um, mm-hmm. that are shaking the markets up, uh, you know, over the last little bit. And, you know, I, I think it kind of reminds me a lot, like, again, back to the poker analogy of like, you know, there's the old school, like Doyle Brunson's and the Daniel Agranos and the Phil Helmius of the poker world that like, came before this like game theory optimal like solver right. world that is poker now like the young kids they would always call it or the internet whiz kids oh yeah the first time we saw a freaking guy who played online poker win a world series event i thought was amazing yeah right yeah it's like oh this you know this internet kid and and yeah. and they didn't think that they had put in enough time and things like right. that. And I, there's a little bit of that in the markets now with the zero T zero DTE or short dated options push. Like I think you're seeing a lot of like the, the market veterans that are a little slow to uh, welcome in the fact that this isn't probably going anywhere and that it is going to sort of change the game. And mm-hmm. similar to poker, I mean, that evolution to like GTO changing the way people play cards uh, or the game of poker took 15, 20 years, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it, it may take a while for that to sort of change the markets, but it, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, and so it's funny because there's there's a similar like old guard, new guard uh, with with that like sort of zero DTE options realm. And yeah, I, I think you'll see a lot of that uh, continue too, uh, or, or even like the analysis of the markets. I was actually at a final table with uh, the CEO of Spot Gamma in December. Uh, he, he's, oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's a local uh, here up in my area. And uh, I know that they're they're doing a bunch of stuff that's going to be focused on how to delineate a difference in the volume from the zero DTE and really get, do better analysis on it versus, um, you know, sort of like, the broader markets or like whatever the outdated uh, or long dated uh, expiry stuff. So Shit, need to get a drink with that guy. Yeah. I think that's a market that, or that's a, ne- like that's a section to watch. Um, yeah. I think, you know, and how people start to, um, you know, analyze the markets based on that and, and how it starts to affect the markets. Cause similar to the way GTO changed poker, I think zero DTE uh, will have a more long lasting effect on the markets than the potential just wave that people uh, sort of mention it to be. 
When you say zero TT, is that a new product or are you just talking about like weekly contracts and like the two, three day? Uh, zero days to expiration. So zero DT, like you bought them today, they expire today. I, I was just wondering, are they, did I miss something? Are they going to be like having more frequent contracts well, popping up or are you just talking about like the normal weeklies? They've added, they've added zero DTE um, dailies now for a bunch of the futures contracts. Um, oh really? When did this happen? Yeah, so so it, it, like it, it typically was like that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, now yeah. you have you have every day. You have AM and PM expiring, and I, I think when I say like the push oh, of zero DT, yeah. more the volume. Like if you go look at where the volume is from long dated, call it like you know forty five day out, uh, thirty day out uh, DTE, which is where. A, Historically, a bunch of, uh, you know, classic setups, you want to be, you know, 30 to 45 days out and, you know, whatever, all, all the different effects of the deltas and, and the Greeks and stuff that happens better or is, is you know, whatever, better for your setup out at, outdated like that, that volume is now moved significantly into the zero DTE. Um, huh. Yeah. So anyways, I, I don't think that. I don't think that uh, that trend changes anytime soon, and I think if anything, it's it's similar to the trajectory that that GTO push of poker took, where you're going to see a lot more just like accepting of the fact of like this is the way that it is, and we need to just look to see how this potentially will start moving the markets. And the more people that move into those short dated options, the more those effects yep. that those short dated options will have on the market. Like it, yeah. market makers have to hedge. Yep. As those are traded. Yep. So yeah, interesting. And uh, with that, with that disclaimer, like that's my broad, like, uh, like I am by no means the expert. That's just like kind of the analysis of that, like what I see similarities between that, that like old guard, new guard. I see yeah, a lot yeah. of poker. I see a lot of that with this, like in my uh, explorations of learning options in sort of the options realm of that old guard, like 30 day DTE plus, uh, you know, the volume of the zero DTEs. Well, like it's very similar, that relationship of like uh, kind of people just like not accepting the shift or the change. And there's going to be people who accept it and get on board and, and advance uh, and, and, you know, kind of are with the curve and there'll be people that get left behind the curve. And I think this will be similar to that. I feel like I just got left behind. <laughs> I'm looking at, I didn't, I can't believe you're I didn't early. You're still, you're, you're still an early adopter. <laughs> trust me. Uh, I just finally noticed that there's uh, on the spy contracts. Now that I got them every day. But just, I mean, again, like we're, we're just like nailing the poker analogies today, but like you go look at like, go look at any high stakes, like, and I'm talking like mega high stakes, um, like look at these like 50K buy in poker tournaments and, and mm -hmm. the guys that are playing those tournaments. It is very, very much populated with the people who have spent the time doing solver work, GTO, like game theory optimal. Mm -hmm. um, and 10 years ago, it would be completely the opposite. And, oh, yeah. you know, there's a lot, you see very few of those like, you know, legends from like the moneymaker days who made the shift. I think Danny Negreanu did a good job of that. Like he, he just went, Hey, listen, this game, the game is going to leave me behind if I don't adapt to this. So I'm going to spend some of my time learning how these kids are doing this. Um, you know, and it, it was a good move. And I think there's a lot of parallels to this too. So I, I don't yeah. think it's too late, but I think it's, uh, having some idea of how a continued wave of short dated options volume in um, all you know, indices and indexes is going to continue to affect the volatility in the markets, um, you know, as mm -hmm. we come out of this like post COVID era or whatever you want to call it, bear market. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's slowing down. So I think it's something that it's at least for me, it's it's on my like, you know, I think last time we chatted, we talked about like guarding your process. Like there's a piece of my time that I'm spending making sure that this part of the markets does not leave me behind and that I'm, I'm caught up on that learning. Curve. I actually, thanks to that conversation, I think I've done a better job of structuring all of my time to where now I have planned time on Saturday that I spend learning something new. It's so good. Uh, it doesn't even really matter what it is. I just want to learn something new. I want to spend an hour on it. And then I want to think about how. Like, can this improve my process, like you said, or, uh, you know, is there, was it just interesting and, you know, I'll move on and look for something new, but having just a, a way of introducing new material without overwhelming myself. And, uh, yeah. A, stru yeah. a structure to bringing in something yeah, new and, yeah. and a structure to filtering out things that are existing. Super, super important.
Another thing I did started doing too after that conversation, and I'm actually really enjoying it, is I tried to put more structure to the time I spend staring at the screens. <laughs> Whereas before it was just like, I'm observing. Okay, well, what am I observing? Oh, I don't know. Well, now I actually have, okay, I've got monthly, weekly, daily levels plotted out everywhere. I've got my intraday levels, and now I know the price comes to one of these. Let's make notes. What do I see? And that just gives a lot more focus to what I'm, you know, a lot better use of my time, I, I'd say. Yeah, intentional. Yes, that, that's the word. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if, 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 if there's nothing to do, there's nothing to do. If you're happy with your points you made for the day or, you know, I mean, it's not your A plus environment, move on. Go do something else. Go play cards. <laughs> Go spend some time with the family, whatever it looks like. Right. I mean, it's like, like again, it's like the point, right? Like uh, that's why, you know, I mean, obviously there's uh, the financial uh, possibilities. There's the, you know, freedom of working for yourself um, possibilities. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're just going to come in, trade and stare at the markets for, you know, I mean, 23 hours a day, because that's possible. And listen, I've, I, I've done that. I'm still fall into that, too. Like, uh, you oh, know, I'll, be on, I'll be on vacation on the beach, like charting gain loss levels on my cell phone. Like, yeah. it, it just, it's just like, but, but I love the markets, too. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm yeah. passionate about it, too. So I think it, there's, there's, you got to have that balance and you have to be able, you don't always have to walk away, but you have to be able to walk away. Like, and, and at yeah. least know that you have that freedom and use it from time to time. It doesn't have to be like. Some days, yeah, maybe I just want to watch the markets and just see what they do. And, and, you know, like this week, I wanted to just kind of like be looking at the charts and whatever. But I think Thursday, I just like went to lunch. Just yeah. go to lunch. Like take you take a few hours, left the, left the office and just went to lunch. Like, I, I think you have to be able to do that, too. Um, otherwise, you know, like what it's one of the perks of the job, right? I yeah. Guess, right. It makes it makes everything so much less stressful when you can just say, okay, nothing's happening now. I'll go work on another project that I got. I'll keep the alerts, you know, so something happens, it dings, and then I know to walk over and see what's going on. Yeah, if they could just get all these markets to open up at the same time, like UB oh, opening God, up at yeah. seven seven twenty or like oh, it's too early, man. Right. <laughs> Too early. Or like, oil closing at like twelve thirty. What? Right. Like, can we just get like, can we just have it all happen all at once, so we can just like the same power hour? Maybe that's asking too much. Twenty four seven. Well, because like, did they not? And maybe I, I'm gonna just make an assumption here. Like, this could be completely wrong. So somebody fact check me. But what did they not set all of these different times for these opens because the pits needed time to sort of open separately? Or like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, is that, yeah. is that, is it, an, is it an archaic system or a, a legacy system? Why we still open these futures products at different times? Probably. I can't. Well, uh, hmm. did we just start a movement to open all futures products at 830? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I'll, open it up. <laughs> I'll sign that petition. Oh God. I'm sure somebody's like rolling their eyes at whatever I just said. Oh, there, right. <laughs> oh, you should also rename volume. It's no longer volume. You can't hear it anymore. Oh, God. Is that, <laughs> wait a minute. I think you just blew my mind. Oh, really? Is that, is that why they call it volume coming in? That's, that's what I thought. Uh, when volume increases. Like, listen to the wow. scene in um, um, Trading Spaces with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. When they're in the pit, you can hear the volume die off. It gets quiet. There's no trades happening. And, <laughs> Everyone gets excited. The volume rises. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why they call it volume. I'm literally playing that gif in my in my mind of like the guy who's like the brain and he's doing the thing with his hands <laughs> and it's like the like is he like in space or something? Oh my god, <laughs> that's why they call it volume. Well, that sounds like an excellent place to leave this. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, All All right, that yeah. bombshell. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever sound smarter. Oh, <laughs> All right, sadly, folks, we've come to the end. Flurry has real work to do. He's got a lot of prep to do. He's got new companies starting up. So make sure you guys are following Flurry on Twitter at Flurry underscore V. And also follow utrade.market, right? Is that just at utrade.market? Yep. And that will be a website at some point, hopefully in the next couple of days. Uh, just keep checking the episode description or follow those tweets. You'll definitely see when that, that comes live. I uh, want to say thanks to Flary for, for taking the time to, to do a short turnaround and uh, hop on the mic with me, help me fill out the schedule for this week. Absolutely. And hopefully uh, be doing some rocks with you on uh, Globex here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, again, as long as it's legal in your state, man, you can bring it to the show, but uh, we're not doing any felonies on there, but I'll bring, I'll bring some good whiskey. Uh, you bring whatever you like. I got How some good that? gummies. I just uh, stocked up on. There you go. 
There you All go. Right. Well, we'll be back soon. Uh, thanks, everyone, for sticking around to the end. We'll be back soon with another exciting episode. But until then, uh, have fun. Take care. And don't be stupid. See you, everybody. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.